Hello and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I'm going to be focusing more on the obesity and anxiety portions of that intro. One thing that has been on my mind a lot this week has been an overwhelming focus on social media, uh, particularly Instagram, of the before and after photos uh, demonstrating weight loss. And a lot of the Transformation Tuesday photos, things like that. I've had a couple accounts this week that I've been following, and one of them's like a fitness coaching account, um, and actually I think they both are. And then there are quite a few accounts that I follow that have like a keto focus. And I follow these people and their business accounts in particular for a lot of tips and tricks. And I've always looked at some of the transformation photos as very positive. It's always like a proof of concept, a proof that what that person is doing in their life is working because here's what they looked like before and here's what they looked like after. I really think that that's just the general intent with with this Transformation Tuesday. The other piece um, from a non-business perspective possibly is here's how hard I've been working. You know, this is where I've started. This is where I've come from. And I have posted those photos myself. And I think it is more focused on the latter there. It's not focusing on promoting a business aspect or here's how well I've coached myself or, um, you know, here's here's why you should follow me. But it's more of a look at, look at how great um, the changes that I've made have worked out. But one thing I'm finding with some of these coaching accounts is... It's just such an overwhelming focus and it just becomes like a constant thing in their feed where some of the stories, if you actually read them, are quite negative. So it's showing this person and what they looked like before in such a negative way saying, this person didn't work as hard, you know, I can't believe I was this person. This person before didn't show up the same. This person before didn't try. This person before was all of these negative things. And I've just, I think I've just read too many of these posts. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's legitimate and the person is really proud of their growth. But after a while, scrolling through that feed over and over again, I really started to think that following some of these accounts and some of these coaches really isn't helping me because it's not coming from a positive place. The place that they're coming from is negative. And I really started to ask myself, are these before and after photos? Is Transformation Tuesday, is it just basically fat shaming. Because if you're in a place where you're struggling with your current fitness routine or your current diet, um, you know, what 
maybe you're having a hard time choosing those healthy foods right now. Or, you know, maybe it is a weight loss thing and you're actually looking to lose a certain amount of pounds um, as your measure. And then you see this in your feed. Like I said, I used to say it was a motivation. You know, you look at that photo, but I'm really now starting to think that it is negative and, and that it does come to like a fat shaming place of that person wasn't good enough that person needed to change based on appearance alone. Because the reality is when we look at a photo, we're not understanding that person's full health profile. So one of the people that I saw doing this, I mean, she was posting photos of herself pregnant. She was posting, you know, photos of herself when she was a little kid and she was overweight. And I get it. That's part of the story. That's part of my story. But I also know that that starts to become a connotation of there's something wrong with that person. And I just, I do think it's negative. So I started to kind of twist it around in my head and I thought, you know, maybe, maybe the narrative should be more about this person when I look back at her just didn't have some of the health tools that I have now right? Um, it's not that she was bad. I loved that person. You know, if, you, if you've heard kind of my health and, and transformation, I guess, story, I would say it's more of a journey, right? I, I started um, life at quite a young age putting on weight. And I think it was a coping mechanism. I was eating to self, self-soothe, um, really enjoyed treats. And just over time, being that I have a petite body, I just started to gain a lot of weight. And especially when it starts at a young age like that, it's not really controllable. Like I'm talking, you know, age six, it you can't really control um, your food choices quite the same. You just you don't have the knowledge. And also fitness, I just was never really drawn to fitness. And, and it started to become a cycle that as I got heavier, um, I didn't want to do sports, you know, I didn't want to be involved in something like that. And um, in the, the 80s, when I grew up, it was like, you know, there was swimming and there was soccer. So I did swim, but I mean, swimming once a week isn't really going to keep you fit, right? So um, for myself, it kind of added into a cycle cycle. And it wasn't until really, um, you know, mid high school where I kind of took this on and said, okay. I understand more about how to eat healthfully. I understand more about fitness and I'm really going to dive in. And I did see a weight loss, you know, despite having went to Weight Watchers at um, age 13. That Again, it just didn't click. I just wasn't in a, a learning mindset. I was embarrassed to be there and I just didn't see it as um, kind of an overall health and wellness change at that time. I didn't see it being 13 years old. You're not thinking about, oh, my long-term health. I might end up with diabetes by 40. Like you're 13. It's just not, it's not something that's on your mind. You're like, oh, it's Friday night and, you know, I'm going to have a treat. It's hard to start restricting yourself um, at that young age. So I did see a weight loss in high school. And then, of course, um, you know, uh, I would say maintained that over, over a quite a period. And then 
um, got more into health and fitness in my early 30s and and really started weightlifting and weightlifting with heavy weights. And that really uh, led to a transformation and going um, onto a gluten-free diet, diet and understanding um, dairy-free as well, that I had all of these food intolerances and that some of those were really um, holding holding my body in into like an unhealthy unhealthy way of inflammation. And I think looking at that, I know it's such a journey. So if I pop up a photo on Instagram of, you know, hey, this was me at 13, look at how far I've come. It just doesn't really, it doesn't really get into the entire journey. And it it just really paints a picture in my mind of that person chose to be unhealthy. And, and I I don't really think that that's true. I just think I didn't have the tools. I didn't understand that if I started weightlifting four days a week um, and and actually putting on that muscle that I never put on in my younger age, um, it would change my body. And I do. I look at that person like she went on walks. I had a fitness membership since I was 14 years old. Um, It wasn't that I wasn't somebody that ever worked out. You know, you hear those stories of, I'd never eaten healthily. I'd never worked out. I'd never had a salad in my whole life. And there are those extreme cases, but there are also people that they were trying before and they've been trying their whole life. And and I know a lot of people like that. And I just think that these before and after pictures don't show that. And it's so easy to spin the story and say, oh, I was just not healthy before. I just didn't try. But I did. I did try. I worked at it. And I still didn't achieve um, in high school when I went through an 80-pound weight loss. I still, in my mind, didn't achieve what I wanted. You know, I went from a size 22 to a size 14. That increased my health an insane amount. But I still didn't look like, you know, models in a magazine or some of my friends that um, hadn't struggled with, with weight loss. And so, you know, as much as it was a success in terms of helping my health, if I had thrown up a before and after photo, um, you know, people still would have said, oh, you know, she's still an overweight person, right? Um, But I look at that body and I think that body started running, you know, that body ran faster than I can run now. Um, I was able to do a mile a lot quicker than I can now at almost 40. That person ran my first ever 5k. That person carried two babies, you know, got married, did housework, um, you know, went for walks daily, did university, a master's degree, you know, worked through all of these things. Um, And I guess I just worry that this culture that has got focused so much on the before and after doesn't see that. You know, even at that heavier weight, I felt good about myself most days. And I worry that putting up a photo of a before and after like that gives a connotation that I didn't like that person, you know, that she wasn't good enough. And I think that the health industry needs to come to a point where we look at where we are now and we'd be proud of that. If we know we're putting in work in a certain direction and we're feeling good and we're getting health benefits, why not just put up a photo of where we are now saying, hey, 
I worked hard today, you know? Hey, I went for a run this morning. Hey, I'm lifting weights. You know, I'm choosing foods that are whole foods that are good for my body today. Um, you know, I'd love to say that that overweight person just ate a bag of chips every night and that was why um why I had struggles with my weight, but that's not true. Again, you know, you don't start Weight Watchers at age 13 and not understand that you can't eat a bag of chips every day. That wasn't why I was overweight. It was a whole bunch of little choices. And then it was a whole bunch of things that I didn't know. Like, you know, I was struggling with psoriasis, which is an autoimmune condition. And when I went to doctors, they just said, oh, put this cream on. Nobody ever said, your body is struggling with inflammation and you need to restructure your diet to um, bring down inflammation in your body and change how your body's essentially working. And then it wasn't until I worked with a trainer in my early 30s that was able to say, you know, you've never really put on the muscle that, you know, you need in order to be strong, to do some of those things that you want to do with ease. So a big motivation for me was, hey, I was struggling carrying groceries in from the car. I was struggling carrying my babies. And it just seemed to make sense that I needed to get stronger. And then I also started to notice in my family people having challenges with their health, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, just different things that I thought, yeah, I, I don't know that I want that in my future. And Being at an older age and being really conscious that, you know, my food and exercise choices would either help me or possibly hurt me in the future is what made me dial in, right? And so I think there is a way to motivate ourselves without essentially fat shaming our old self. And you can do that through the health motivation. You can do that through looking at your daily routine and saying, hey, if I'm stronger, that's going to help me in all these places. Or if I can go for a half an hour walk, wow, you know, that's going to be a mobility game changer for me. And I don't think we need to go with, um, with this negative, hey, look at how bad I used to look photo. And I think part of the reason this has been on my mind is I know in COVID, there have been some people that have just been thriving and able to get their health and fitness routine even better. But I also know there are a lot of people that have been struggling with health and fitness. You know, we've had our kids home and for some people that changed their routine and it it maybe didn't ruin their routine, but it could have just reduced the amount of workouts that they were able to get in, which, you know, they can now see an impact on their body given that we're six months in. Or one thing that I can personally identify with, I've gained maybe about five pounds during this time. I've been working out like crazy, but, you know, during this time, I wasn't commuting and my kids would say, mom, you know, you're home. You don't have to go to bed so early. Come sit, watch, watch a show with us, watch a movie with us. Oh, you know, can we have some popcorn? Can we have a snack? And I went for it. You know, it was a time where I needed some comfort and sitting with my kids, eating popcorn on a Thursday night wasn't the worst idea in the world. And so, you know what, now I'm looking at it and saying, oh, I've got some extra fat and I'd, I need to uh, 
to take that off. But I think that's what's made me see that this person right now is no different than the person I was in February who didn't have these five pounds and it doesn't make me bad today. Um, and, and that person good, you know, the person that sat down with her kids and comforted them during a global pandemic, in my mind, didn't make a mistake. And, you know, a few months of extra popcorn, I can, I can get that back. I can get myself back into a place where I'm focusing more on the whole foods and I'm not snacking at bedtime. And, and that'll probably make the difference in my health. You know, do I want to get on a cycle where every night I'm eating more than I should and then putting myself at risk for diabetes? No, but I think we can tweak things when we see that there might be a negative connotation without me throwing up photos saying, oh, wow, you know, that person was so off track. That person was so unhealthy. So I guess what I'm saying here is that we can definitely make health a priority without focusing on that cosmetic piece, which unfortunately, Instagram and the health industry tends to throw in our face. Also, keep in mind with something like a before and after photo, like I said, I've taken them before. There are so many things that come into why that photo might look so good. I mean, yeah, one of them is long-term choices like health, exercise, diet, right? Another one is mood. So, you know, we know that when our anxiety and our depression are are in a good place, we're able to make more inroads on some of those health goals. And it is a loop. I mean, the reality is for me, one of the largest reasons that I get myself moving, exercising every single day is because it helps my anxiety a lot. And I've seen that firsthand as a key result. But we know that mood can can come into those photos because you might have a day where you're feeling really great and then you might have a lot of days where you're feeling really great and that leads to seeing those kind of fitness um, results. Also, family support. I mean, you've if you've went through this pandemic and had not a lot of time where either you've got a partner around to help you so that you can leave for runs. I mean, my husband, every Sunday I've been going out for you know, two hour long runs. And and the reality is, if he wasn't here, I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, or maybe it's a grandparent that's been able to help you out during this time to get those workouts. And if you haven't had that, it can be really tough. We also know that there are, um, you know, digestion issues. I have days that when my digestion is not in a good place, I literally look pregnant. And So, you know, you've got to think, oh, wow, in a before and after photo, your digestion um, has to be in a good place in order to make it kind of pop the way that a lot of those photos do. And then all the silly things like your outfit, the lighting, 
You know, some of those things, the angle can make the biggest difference. And then another big one is hormones, Um, you know, depending on the time of the month that the photo is shot. And then also a lot of people are struggling with hormones right now because we've had long-term stress and stress impacts our hormones. And so even though you may be thinking, I'm doing all the things, it might it might be like a stress level thing and a hormone thing. So those are just different things to look into, I guess, and and different things to keep in mind that when you're seeing that perfect photo, um, you know, it, it, it can be so many things that make it look that better. Because I've taken photos and one day they look great. And then like the very next day, if I did the same photos, it would not look the same. So don't always believe what you're seeing. So what can we do about this? I think we can show photo progress, focusing on the now, focusing on how active we're being, focusing it in a positive way. Um, Because the last thing you want to do is trigger somebody because you've posted a photo up. You know, somebody might be having a great day and then they see this before and after and and all of a sudden they feel like hopeless or they feel like they're never going to get there or they're not measuring up. And I know you can't control other people's feelings, but I think I just don't think that this fat shaming place is where where we need to be. And I don't think that it serves you to treat your old self in a negative way. I just don't think long term because if you do see a weight gain, you're going to go back then and say, oh my God, I threw all these photos of myself on Instagram or whatever platform you're using and I said how bad she looked. I said how unhealthy she was. And guess what? You know, I've gained five, 10, whatever pounds that you've maybe gained. And now I look like that person again, that person that I put down over and over again. That's not going to help you in the long term. I would say unfollow some of those people. So I did have a Transformation Tuesday photo up that I put up last year. And it was a little bit of a different vibe. I kind of showed where I was in my early 30s when I really started to take on a a strong weightlifting routine. And then I showed the after photos. um, And then I also put, you know, that I'm still working on this all these years later because I've been doing all of this heavy weightlifting for about seven years now. So it's it's been a long go. But I've taken that down because I just after seeing so many of these photos over and over again, I thought no way I'm I just don't want it. Um, focus on long term change. That photo is not going to motivate you long term. I mean, you're going to see it. And maybe in a second, you'll say, Oh, yeah, I need to work on my health. And then after that, that'll be gone. So focus on your long term goals, like trying to reverse hereditary diseases, you know, trying to reverse your genetic disposition for um, a chronic disease like diabetes, you know, um, trying to be a good role model for your kids. That was my other big motivation. I thought, man, I want to be a fitness motivation for my kids. I don't want them to look at me and say, well, mom doesn't exercise, so why do I need to? I want to be able to say, mom does exercise, so let's get our butts outside and get moving. You know, let's let's get some vitamin D. Let's be in nature. Let's go and do some of those things. And the other thing was I thought I wouldn't be able to experience some of the active things that kids want to do especially when they're younger or even into their teenage years, if 
if I didn't have a certain level of fitness. You know, I had a birthday where I took my son rock climbing and it was the first time that I've ever done it in my life because I always knew that I wasn't strong enough, that my upper body was not strong enough to go rock climbing at an indoor rock climbing gym. And so that was just something that it maybe seems like a silly motivation, but um, you know, keeping up with your kids, being able to run after them in the park. I mean, my son's faster at sprinting um, than I am now, but he wasn't when we started. And um, it always felt good to be able to keep up with them. And then be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself if you slip. You know, there's going to be times where, like I said, maybe your hormones are off. Maybe um, you haven't had the family support that you usually have to get some of those workouts in. It doesn't mean that you give up, but it means that you have to tweak your routine. You know, you maybe got to get up early or... um, Take your kids with you on your workout, something like that. And and sometimes we see our body kind of reacting to the fact that we haven't been able to, to get some of those workouts in, or maybe we've been choosing more convenience foods because life is crazy. And, you know, once we dial back on the salt and the fat again, we're going to be able to see, and the sugar, we're going to be able to see our body feeling good again. So... Like I said, I would just try to focus on that those body positive changes and, you know, really not on shaming our old self. So thanks for listening today. I hope this resonated a little bit. It's just something, like I said, that especially during this coronavirus time, we've all seen changes and I don't think that um, putting our old self or our current self down is is where we're going to see positive health changes. So like I said, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and found it useful in some way. As always, it's not meant to be medical or professional advice, just my experience. If you do like the podcast, consider subscribing or following um, my blog at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady Gluten. And one thing to keep in mind is that the podcast is sponsored by doTERRA and I've recently started taking these supplements that everybody raves about. It's a lifelong vitality pack and I've heard so many people say, oh, take it for 30 days, you'll feel amazing. I'm only seven days in and I'm actually feeling really good. And I was taking vitamins before, but I decided that I wanted to give these supplements a try And I'm really liking it. So it's like a three pack. So it is a lot of pills to take. There's omegas, there's um, a multivitamin mineral, and then also they've got some botanical extracts that are antioxidants. And I'm finding this combination along with their terrazyme, which is a digestive enzyme, is working really well for me. So I'll let you know that I'm only seven days in, but I'll let you know, I just am finding my my mood in particular has been a lot better um, adding in these extra supplements from what I was taking before. So if you also, if you do like the podcast, consider reviewing it and um, that would be really helpful as well. So have a great week and stay well and stay safe. Thank you.